want to see you mic'd up. I've heard a rumour that you won't get mic'd up because you don't trust what you'll say. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm a little bit nervous to be mic'd up. I know Jane gives me a bit of grief about it, but um, <laughs> yeah, growing up in the outer western suburbs, I'm just never sure what's going to come out of my mouth. <laughs> Oh, that was brilliant. Molly Strano there, one of the great characters providing the line of the night, I think, Bryce, at the Cricket Australia Awards earlier this week. That's up there with Dippers. I only came for the free feed at the Brownlow, I reckon. That's exactly right, <laughs> yeah. She she is Miss Personality around the uh, the Victorian and the Renegades teams. That's right. Well, welcome back to Stumps, incidentally, your dedicated weekly cricket show. Bryce McGain and Damian Watson with you. Molly Strano had a sensational 12 months on the field, underpinned by her contribution with the Melbourne Renegades in the WBBL as a comp competition's leading wicket-taker, and in the wake of taking out the Women's Domestic Player of the Year Award, I'm pleased to say that Molly joins us on the line. Thanks for your time. No worries. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. Uh, to use a Melbourne Western Suburbs phrase from where you're from, is the trophy you won on Monday night going straight to the pool room? <laughs> <laughs> it's funny that you say that, actually, because my dad has a little man cave down in Werribee, so right. the trophy's gone straight down the, high, the Princess Highway, and it's going to um, live there for the rest of its um, natural life. <laughs> <laughs> That's brilliant. <laughs> Molly, fantastic. Uh, and great credit to you. Uh, you are the leading wicket taker in the uh, the WBBL um, and, and also uh, that's all time, but uh, we're the leading wicket taker this year as well. What do you put that success down to? Um, obviously, you bowl at the difficult times too in the power play early on often and, uh, and often closing out as well. Um, what do you put your success down to? Um, that's a really good question. It's my fifth year in the in the Big Bash, and I think you slowly just start to learn learn your game and learn your craft a little bit. Um, as a, a spinner, that doesn't turn it a huge amount. Um, I've had to learn to be a little bit crafty with my pace, and, and I do a lot of um, review and revision into the opposition that I'm going to come up against and trying to work out ways I can, I can take them down in that regard. Well, it's certainly working for you. Uh, so how do you how do you go about doing that? Do you just watch other games and then picture yourself bowling to that particular player or do you do work that through with the coaches um, and, and the support staff? Yeah, I do a lot of work with the coaches and sort of the, the, girl, the other girls in the leadership group. Um, you sort of come up a lot of the girl against a lot of the girls a few times over your career, so you sort of know their strengths and weaknesses and we're lucky enough to have access to a, uh, this database as a player where we can watch... Um, other girls' games retrospectively and watch some of their footage. So we're pretty lucky in, in that regard to be able to um, watch um, their past performances. What do you enjoy playing more? Is it the, the one-dayers or the T20? Oh, I actually really like 50-over cricket. Um, you can bowl a lengthy spell and, and settle into a spell where in, ten, in T20 cricket it's um, a bit heartbreaking when the batter's just trying to launch you for six every ball, so it can be heartbreaking <laughs> at times. So, yeah, I like 50 over cricket probably is my preference, I'll say. We're speaking with Molly Strano here on Stumps. When I commentated some of your games in the WBBL this season, I noticed you have a very close relationship with Sophie Molyneux and you mentioned her in your speech on Monday night. Tell us about how that friendship evolved and obviously have you taken her under your wing given she is six years your junior and is experiencing a roller coaster ride over the last 12 months in particular. How did that friendship sort of evolve? Yeah, Sophie and I, are, um, I think there's only three inaugural players left from um, the first edition of the Big Bash. I mean, we were with the Renegades in 01. Um, mm. And she was in year 12 at that time. And I was a bit more of a senior player at that point. So, yeah, I sort of did take her under my wing a little bit. And now we're really close mates. And 
I just love watching her play for Australia and she's doing some really good things with both bat and ball, not only for Australia, but for Victoria and the Renegades as well. So I've loved watching her development from a really close point of view, um, playing alongside her in most of those teams. And yeah, as I said, I've loved seeing her evolution and her, you know, bursting onto the world stage. And I can't wait to watch her in the World Cup upcoming as well. Molly, what's as as a leading player in the the, the women's big bash, you you must be uh, challenging yourself and, and and setting some further goals. What what lies ahead for you? Um, well, for now on in um, for the rest of this season in the short term, um, it's just out back to club cricket for me. Um, in a girl can dream, and I've only played a handful of games for Australia, but I'd love to get back there at some point. Um, so, yeah, I'll just keep chipping away at my game and, and trying to keep evolve my game, and especially in regards to probably my batting, my batting and my fielding. I'm just trying to, you know, take that to the next level as well to be able to present a good case for potential national honours if that opportunity was to, to ever arise. Do you feel a little bit hard done by, given your record in that particular format over the last 12 months? I know that puts you in an awkward spot, obviously, but is there a little part of you that's like, gee, I wish I was a walk-up start based on that record? Oh, no, nah, not at all. Like, I look at that squad of 15 and there's some phenomenal athletes in that team and, and some incredible spinners as well. They've already got um, five spinners at their disposal in that squad. So mm. I definitely didn't feel hard done by. Um, and I just can't wait to watch it, to be honest. It's going to be such a such a spectacle and I can't wait to get down to the games at the Junction and, and hopefully the World Cup final, which will, fingers crossed, feature the Australian women's team. Well, let's hope so. It's going to be an exciting time. And as you mentioned, the, the, playing at the Junction Oval uh, where the... I guess the spectators are so close. Do you enjoy playing there? Is that your favourite venue to be playing cricket at? Oh, yeah, I love the junction. Um, especially now, we have a nice um, connection with that ground considering we're based there for Victoria and we train there all winter and we have our own little locker and it's just a really comfortable place. So as a player, spending so much time at that ground, not only on, on the field, but in the inner sanctum as well, in the change rooms, in the gym and all that sort of stuff. So, yeah, I really love playing at the junction. Now, Molly, I did uh, do a, a little bit of stalking just to check on Twitter, and uh, I have noticed you've changed your profile picture to that glamorous one from the AB medal. <laughs> so, well done in doing that. But it does say there, you're convinced that I was born in the wrong era. Mm. Now, what era do you think you should have been born in? <laughs> I think I would have thoroughly enjoyed myself playing cricket in the 80s, early 90s. Um, mm. I'm very blessed to play cricket nowadays where it's, you know, quite professional and um, we're looked after very well and we have the luxury of playing WBBL and whatnot. But Of course. Gee, I love a beer after the game and I think, that's <laughs> sort of, <laughs> I think those days are almost over, so, which is a bit unfortunate for me. But, um, yeah, there's obviously other pros to playing in the current era. But, yeah, I think I would have thoroughly enjoyed myself off the field um, probably a decade or two ago. One thing I heard around the traps too, Molly, and just on that point on your Twitter profile as well, uh, in the middle of a double header in the WBBL, didn't you go out dancing one night at a party and then subsequently the following day took three wickets and was named player of the match? That must be a good preparation for you. <laughs> um, yeah, we had a Saturday-Sunday match and I had a yeah. wedding on the on the Saturday night. So um, that proved to be a bit challenging to be able to keep a lid on it and make sure I didn't get home too late. But um, I didn't avoid the dance floor, that's for sure. So... Had a little dance, got home before midnight, um, rolled out to the junction the next day and we had a win against the Hurricanes. So I thought that was um, ideal, a preparation. Perfect preparation for you, Molly. And uh, I guess that's one of the things that you, you, you've always got a smile on your face. And regardless in the WBBL and sometimes, you know, uh, as spinners, we, we do get hit over the, the boundaries. But you always got a, you always seem to have a smile on your face and a, a real energiser around the group. Is that something you really pride yourself on and 
making others have a great day when uh, whenever you're in the team? Um, well, yeah, I just really love my cricket. And I, I think something that really resonated with me and something early on in my career, I used to get really down on myself if I had a, a bit of a, a tough day at the office. And, and someone said to me that playing first-class cricket and at this time of our careers, it should be the best time of your life. So mm. um, I just try to make every every post a winner. Like some days, you know, team performances and individual performances aren't going to go your way. But, geez, it's, it's, a good, it's good fun. And, and I love playing for the, the Renegades and I love playing for Victoria. So I just try to enjoy it as much as I can. We're speaking with Molly Strano here on Stumps. Just a few more before we let you go. We appreciate your time, Molly. The Australian squad coming into the World T20 Cup on home soil. I know you have a good relationship with many of the players. How is the feeling from what you know amongst the group, given the pressure that's obviously on? Are they handling the warm-up well? I know they had an abandoned match against the West Indies, but in terms of the lead-up and the pressure involved, how's the lead-up going in that sense? They had a really tough try series where it was evenly balanced and they, at different times, England and India both tested the Australian team, which I think um, within the inner sanctum, they'll be happy that they had some hard-fought wins and, and maybe even a few losses um, in that series just to work out what the right formula is going into the World Cup. But I think they'll be ready to go come come Friday in their first match against India and I think they'll be a really dominant force and really hard to beat um, during that World Cup. Do you dare to dream about how big that uh, mm. that final may very well be with Australia in it? You mentioned at the, the the top of the interview on the eighth of March at the MCG. It could be something incredible. Yeah, as a as a cricket lover and as like a passionate female sports fan and advocate, I just can't wait for the the final. And I'll be there definitely to to cheer on the girls and, and watch Katy Perry at halftime as well. So, <laughs> um, <laughs> so it'll be a really exciting day and it, and it gives me goosebumps even talking about it. Uh, so hopefully we can get 90,000 plus at the G and I'm sure um, Victoria, the Victorians and, and the Melbourne people in general will really get around it and rally around the girls when it comes. Oh, there's no doubt about that. How did you enjoy the, the AB medal? Um, mm. Obviously, winning the award was a, was a highlight, and uh, we've probably covered that, but how did you enjoy attending and uh, getting all frocked up for the evening? <laughs> um, winning the award was probably ex- was really stressful and added another layer to my <laughs> AB night, which I'm not used to. Uh, yeah. And especially being the eighth award presented, I had to sit on my, sit on my hands a little bit and I just kept getting more and more nervous. So it was quite a nerve-wracking night, to be honest. Um, but I love I love getting dressed up and, and um, those sort of nights. I, I took my brother along with me this year and he had a, he thoroughly enjoyed himself too. And, and <laughs> between him and I, I think we won, we're both best on on the dance floor at the after party. So that was, um, <laughs> a good night for the Stranos all round. <laughs> you mentioned your family there, Bolly. How much of an impact have they had on your career? Because I believe cricket wasn't necessarily a big part of your family growing up. You played a number of sports throughout your childhood. How much of a support have they been? Oh, they've been incredible. Um, not only my parents, but my nan as well. She's had a massive impact on my career, driving me around, taking me to trainings. Mm. Um, and as I said, especially going up out in the out of western suburbs, out in the burbs, um, they've done, my parents and my nan have done a lot of kilometres to drive me to trainings, games, and they've just been such a wonderful support. So I definitely wouldn't be in the in the position that I am today if it wasn't for them. Well, Molly, we really appreciate your time. Thanks so much, and congratulations on your award as well, winning the Women's Domestic Player of the Year. All the best for the future in the coming weeks, and thanks again for your time. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. Go well, Molly.
Molly Strano, one of the stars, the great characters of women's cricket in this country. Uh, always a pleasure, isn't it, Bryce? Always puts a smile on your face. Yeah, she's a, a terrific player and uh, a, a great personality in the game. And uh, she's much loved by her teammates and even the opposition love having a, a laugh and a joke. She's just an infectious uh, personality. So congratulations to her on the award and uh, and also what lies ahead and, and probably more uh, accolades. Uh, she plays with a very strong uh, Premier Cricket team as well. So yes, the Maribyrnong Park. They're yes. very, very hard to beat. So uh, there may very well be some uh, more accolades uh, towards the end of the season. Just before we head to a break, Bryce, did you ever dance as part of your warm-up routine the night before a game? I could imagine you doing that. <laughs> no, no, I couldn't imagine myself oh, doing that, no. Um, and I'm not saying my preparation was always meticulous either, <laughs> but um, uh, and you've, you've, as a young player, you've got to, got to test your boundaries, I suppose. But uh, no, definitely never on the dance floor. Uh, yeah, no, my shuffle is uh, certainly not a highlight. Um, and I, having seen Molly on the dance floor, well, she is a – a uh, uh, great exponent uh, and, and a good entertainer as well, but uh, definitely not me. We'll take a break. More to come on the other side. This is Stumps, your weekly dedicated cricket show with Bryce McGain and Damian Watson.